Hello, hello, and welcome to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras. I am your host. I am a fellow hairdresser, a fellow colorist uh, with a career of over two decades. Yep. Um, Been in the game for a while, learned a lot of things, and I always say that this podcast is my contribution, my passion project to kind of help elevate this industry to anybody who wants to do so, right? And if you're not into it, then you're not going to listen. And that's cool. And if you're into growing and learning and, and hearing different perspectives, and that's why you're here. So if this is your first time, I want to say welcome. If you are a regular Comey, welcome back. Um, I have committed to publishing a new episode every Sunday. So it is Sunday. Happy Sunday, unless it's not Sunday for you. Happy whatever day it is for you. So on this podcast, we talk about hair color. We talk about salon life. We talk about social media. We talk about business and strategy and marketing and chemicals and hair and all things related to um, the career that we have chosen. And like I said, I've been doing this for a long time and there's a lot of things that I've learned. And so my goal is just to offer perspective. I don't claim to be an expert. I am not the one person that you should listen to. I think there's some incredibly talented um, and very knowledgeable educators out there. And I encourage you to listen and learn from everybody. Take what works and leave what doesn't. Because the way I share information and the way somebody else shares the same information may be perceived very, very differently. So I encourage you, um, take advantage of the education that we have available to us, both paid and free, uh, because it's only gonna help you. With that being said, um, let's get into it today. My goal is to always keep these podcast episodes short, sweet, to the point, unless I have a guest and then we just chat, chat, chat. Um, But there is no guest, it is all me today. Um, So let's talk about some hair color uh, theory and let's talk about toners and more importantly, how to make your toners last. So if you are a hairstylist behind the chair, uh, there's a good chance that you're toning hair every fucking day, Um, sometimes multiple times a day. And uh, so this is a service that we are doing and has become very, very popular uh, over the last decade. And while I believe not every single client needs a toner, That's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about today is how to make your toners last. So there are so many different options for toners on the market. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you see that I just air quoted the toners part of it. And the reason I air quoted the toners is because toning is a service that we perform to shift the tone of pre-lightened hair. You can do that with any kind of color that's on the market. You can do that with a direct dye. You can do that with a colored shampoo. You can do that with an alkaline demi. You can do that with an acidic demi. You can do that with a permanent color. The means on how you tone is kind of irrelevant because all of it is uh, capable of toning. You just got to know what you're working with, okay? And why you're choosing what you're choosing. But there are so many toners on the market, which basically what you guys are referring to when I say toners, what I'm thinking you're thinking what I'm thinking, you're thinking, um, is a little bottles of acidic demis, liquid colors. Doesn't matter though. There's so many options on the market and there's a lot of you who are flip-flopping from one brand to the next in search of this like perfect, longest lasting toner. And while there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying out new products and trying out new brands and seeing what is available, the issue I see is that we're placing blame on the products not lasting long 
or the toner is grabbing too ash or they're too warm or they're too opaque or they're too da 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 We're placing all the blame there and we're not placing enough emphasis. I can talk, I swear. Uh, we are not placing enough emphasis on our formulation and more importantly, the use um, of these products. So if you are new to me, this is new information, but if you've been around for a while, you know I say this, that brands and manufacturers spend a shitload of money um time resources development testing all of this right to ensure that their product works so when it doesn't work the chances are that it's not necessarily the color or the product it's the brains behind the color aka you my friend um, and I don't say this to be mean or rude or condescending or derogatory in any way. This is all coming from love. But I say this because when you take your responsibility behind the chair, when you take personal responsibility for the work that is performed, for the results that are achieved behind your chair, when you own it, that is when the magic happens right? That is when the confidence skyrockets. That is when you know what you're doing and you can't blame everything else, right? Even if it is hypothetically, even if it is a medication, you can't blame the medication because if you did what you were supposed to do, and maybe not supposed to do, but if you did a thorough consultation, if you did a patch test, if you did a uh, hair x-ray or a uh, strand test, if you took all the information, then you would know what was going to happen. So it's so easy to just blame, oh, this color is too ashy or this medication or this client's hormones or she ate freaking watermelon and that's why her hair is pink. Like, that's the easy, cheap way. Um, the most rewarding and fulfilling way is to take that personal responsibility. Um, it's incredibly rewarding to not place blame on outside factors. And just FYI, this is so true beyond the chair in your personal life as well. Um, how can you be responsible for whatever it is? And so today I want to shed some light on the longevity of your toners or lack of longevity of your toners. And what can you do to shift to get better and longer lasting results with whatever toner you decide to use? So let's talk about toning, like I said earlier. This is a service that we are performing, okay? After a lightening service, so you lighten the hair, whether you use bleach, high lift, whatever, you lighten the hair. And then you want to tone the hair. You want to shift the tonality of that blonde or color, right? We go cooler, we go warmer, we go ashier, we refine, we enhance, we neutralize, whatever. You know the drill, right? Okay. So here's the thing, though. Like I said, any type of color that's on the market can do this. You can do this with a direct dye. You can do this with a demi-permanent. You can do this with a deposit only. You can do this with a permanent color. Fuck, some people even do it with toning shampoos. Okay, changing the tonality of the hair. So grabbing this little liquid bottle of acidic demi is not the only option uh, when it comes to toning. And I'm sorry to break it to you, uh, but it's not the only option that you have. So what matters when it comes to choosing the right toner for longevity? Oh, my gosh. First and foremost is the condition of the hair. Number one. And number two, the result that you are looking for. So for example, if the hair is incredibly damaged, dry, porous, hay-like, like no elasticity, using anything, anything with any sort of alkalinity is going to be a problem. 
whether it's a permanent, a demi, whatever. If there is alkalinity, it's going to be a little bit of a problem because remember, alkalinity softens and swells the cuticle layers and it exposes the cortex, right? But if the hair is shot to shit and it's like, hey, you don't need any swelling. You don't need anything to make the hair like open or soften or swell. It's already like, for a lack of a better word, it's already open right? It's already shot. Like the cuticle layer is donezo. So in that case, something that is a deposit only, um, not a demi-permanent, but a deposit only would be a great option. A direct dye, like a semi-permanent color, great option. These are going to be your friends. Um, so think about it. The hair barely has structure any left. So you think that an oxidative dye is going to deposit? Where? where the structure is shit. So a direct dye is probably your best bet to hopefully fill in some of that porosity and stain what's left of that hair. Um, another example, let's say that the hair is very, very coarse, right? And it's very, very dark. And let's say you use this low and slow method to lighten the hair and it's still very much healthy and intact. But there's some slight warmth left in that hair. Maybe you're at a nine, but it's like a little yellowy nine. A liquid acidic demi, won't have enough power to lighten through some of that hair. Um, all it can do is just shift the color for you. So if you're going for a cooler look in that situation and you use a liquid acidic demi, a liquid acidic demi, it's going to appear darker. But using an alkaline cream in this case will be your friend. A higher alkalinity color with low volume developer is going to lighten up that hair just a little bit and then deposit the cooler color. So your end result is not going to be dark or dull. Okay. Just think about what you're doing. But the drawback to this situation of using a alkaline cream demi on that dark hair is that if there's any virgin on virgin hair on the head and the hair is finer in texture, you could shift some of that natural color at the root. So just be mindful. I always say this, you got to know what you're working with. I think in my last episode, I was like, if you take a shot for every time I say you got to know what you're working with, you would be shammered. Um, But you have to know what you're working with. So let's, let's talk about what is going to determine how long your toner lasts. Well, knowing the hair that you are working on, the condition that it's in, and then understanding the roles and the goals of the toning products that you have, and then timing. So knowing the hair that you're working on in its condition, understanding the roles and goals of the products that you have to use to tone, and then your timing. These three things are, are going to determine the longevity of your toner. So let's break them down really quickly. Let's talk about the condition of the hair. If the hair is fine and if the hair is porous, you have to account for that in your formula. Remember, fine hair has a smaller diameter and it will always usually appear darker than the level that you put on it. I say this all the time. Level is just a gauge. It's a tool for us. Y'all are so married to level nine. But like, mm, it is so dependent on what you're putting it on. So it has a smaller diameter, the fine hair. So it's going to appear darker than if you put a nine on fine hair, it's going to look like a seven. Okay. Porous hair also has the tendency to reject warmth right? It's like, mm -mm, I don't want any warmth. It absorbs all the ash, the cool colors. So any ash that you put on porous hair will very much show. Okay. So you have to account for this in your formula. This is why, you know, on Instagram, it was so big, add gold or add red to your formula. You got to know why you don't always want to add gold or red to your formula. It depends on the hair that you're putting it on my baby. 
Okay. So number one, number two, the roles and goals of the toners that we have in our arsenal. So a deposit only color is the weakest in strength as far as like lifting ability, but it will give you a true deposit only. Okay. An acidic liquid demi is also very weak in strength, but it's going to give you a very sheer deposit. An acidic cream demi is weak, but it's going to give you a more opaque deposit. Side note, opaque means like fully saturated. It does not mean translucent or sheer or reflective. Okay, those are opposite. Opaque is like deep and dark. Uh, translucent and reflective is like light and see-through-ish. Okay, so an alkaline cream demi will give you a more opaque deposit. An alkaline demi in general is a little bit stronger because of the alkalinity and it can create some lift where you need it, okay? Permanent color with a low volume developer has the most lifting ability when it comes to toning, especially in the lighter colors, and it will give you the most opaque deposit. And then lastly, high lift color with a low volume developer, this is going to give you the most lifting ability, but it will also give a more sheer deposit. Why? A high lift color is designed to lift, 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 and then a little smidgy of deposit. So when you use it with a low volume developer, it's going to give you more lifting ability, but it's going to give you a more sheer deposit. So roles and goals of the different toners that we have in our arsenal. And then lastly, your timing. So manufacturers have recommended timing for their colors. <clears throat> now, most of the time when it comes to toning hair, very, 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 very few people actually follow the recommended timing for those colors. Why? Because you apply the toner and then all of a sudden it's scary, right? It begins to darken. It drabs out your beautiful blonde. You panic and you freaking rinse that shit out. Whoop! Dodge the bullet there, right? No, you do not dodge a bullet. Actually, what happens when you don't fully process for the recommended time is that you're not allowing these dye molecules to fully form. Remember, color is like colorless molecules. And with the developer, they like couple, they combine, and they turn into the color that we're supposed to get, right? So they're basically at four minutes, they're like half formed, right? Or some of them don't even form at all. And if they don't form, and if they don't have the chance to fully form and deposit, they're going to wash out in a few short washes, and now your client's pissed. Okay? The issue with why it seems like it goes darker and drabber, or it does sometimes, like maybe sometimes it gets a little too violet, that's a misformulation issue. Again, goes back to you and your personal power behind the chair. So remember when I said the importance of the condition of the hair and, and how the integrity of it is? If the hair is fine and if it's porous, um, remember, it's always going to appear darker and drabber. So usually right after a toning service, hair is incredibly swollen and very, very porous. So you have to take that into consideration when you're formulating your toner. This is when you can shear it down with a clear, add the warmth that the porous hair needs so that it can look pretty and refined and not dull and drab. Also acidify the hair before you apply your toner. And let your toner process. If you formulated properly, you can let it process fully and you're going to get a beautiful, beautifuler, a more beautiful, longer lasting result. So these are the keys to having your toner last longer. It's not the brand. It's not this brand, that brand. Like It's not that. 
the brands work. You just got to work it, right? So these are the keys for longest lasting toning results. Always, always acidify the hair after a bleaching service. Always acidify the hair after every coloring service. Um, healthy hair will hold on to color. Damaged hair will just reject it. So do what you can to maintain the integrity of the hair. This is where treatments are so important. And very few people are actually treating the hair. So anytime you put any kind of chemical oxidative dye on the hair, whether it's a deposit only, a permanent color, a high lift, you're swelling that hair open and then you're constricting it. So every time that hair gets swollen open, the lipid barrier gets degraded a little bit, the hair becomes degraded a little bit. So you gotta make sure you put back in what you're taking out so that hair stays healthy. Healthy hair will hold on to a toner. Damaged, dry, fucked up hair won't. It's not the brand, boo-boo. It's you. It's always you. So I hope this was helpful. If you liked it, screenshot, share, tag me in your stories. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you like my content, like and subscribe. This shows my channel to more people. Same thing with the podcast. Um, if you're enjoying it, please go ahead and give me the stars, however many you choose, um, and, and rate it so that it can show to more people. And if you don't do that, that's totally cool. I still love you. All good. Um, with that, until next time, guys, happy hair coloring.